Brought to you by Make Fun Network. Disclaimer. Please do not email us about the historical inaccuracies we are sure to make. We are not historians. We are idiots. Welcome to Anachronismo, the historical comedy podcast where we bring in weird little stories and make jokes about them from history. Noel, you were dead-eyed like a fish when we were saying Anachronismo. Mm-hmm. I was going to comment <laughs> on that, too. I, I did, yeah. He, I hates, just, he hates saying it. I let the muses speak through me, and it came out more like, Anachronismo. I, I don't hear a difference between how you were talking normally and how you were doing that. Oh, cool. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> no, hey, you're great. <laughs> you got a beautiful voice. And a face made for radio. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Max. No. <laughs> Coming in swinging today. Ooh. So mean. Max, what happened? Oh. I, I Apparently your New Year's resolution is to be mean no, wherever possible. No, no, you're a handsome man. I just... There was, no, was whoa, a joke whoa, right whoa, there. Whoa, whoa. No, no, I'm not fishing for anything yeah. here. I, I will be the first to say I have a face for radio, but <laughs> usually you let the person offer that up rather than swoop in and start... <laughs> Doing one two. Okay, okay. Well, you know, maybe if you were a little faster on the uptake, we would have gotten. No. There. Oh, cool. All right, <laughs> awesome. Well, now I feel terrible about saying all that. Well, you should. Yeah, you should. I mean, that was not, really mean. I'm not, yeah, you know. Sorry, I'm not going to stop you from having a conscience. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to. Not going to throw a blanket over it. Uh, but your eyes are smiling. <laughs> Uh, while his heart weeps. Uh-huh. Yep. I can't see his mouth because of the he pop He's got filters. a stupid, weak, little crybaby heart, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's a new year and it's a new Max. <laughs> I'm mean now. That's my thing. I'm mean, Max. Yep. No more Mr. Nice Max. There was a door wedge to the mean part of my brain, and the good part just said, wait, what's this door wedge doing here? I've got to hold up something. I'll t- I'll put this right back. And then Mean Max came through the door and killed him. And now it's just Mean Max. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I want to sound like that. So what are our stories today? You idiot. No, that felt mean. That felt even mean. Oh, it, no, I mean, it was. <laughs> I'm sorry. I should stop. It's good to know that Good Max isn't dead entirely. He's, he's like, <laughs> just, just like, he's weakly a... reaching. He's like reaching for the controls, and Evil Max just keeps slapping him away. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. like broken out of his like human sized bird cage, and it's just <laughs> kind of trying to crawl back and grab that door wedge. Mm-hmm. And the low chance that Evil Max steps through a doorway and he can slide I'm, it under again. I've got to go get a glass of milk. <laughs> I'm just imagining Max as a condor right now. <laughs> evil Max or, or just me as a... Uh, well, Evil Max. Mm. Evil Max. I guess um, Good Max is like in the I... corner hiding from the condor. Yeah, okay. In oh, the same okay. cage. Yeah. <laughs> Covering himself in discarded feathers in the hopes that evil Max doesn't look at him. So that's why Max is so evil. Because mm. of man-made destruction of his habitat. That's right. Wow. Truly man is the real monster in this podcast. Bah! I didn't know birds drank milk. 
Where are you getting milk from? That was the guise to uh, trap evil Max was him going to get a glass of milk. Oh. And that he would be a condor for a good story. <laughs> Speaking of what would make for a good story mm-hmm. is my story today about the mutiny and shipwreck of the Batavia. I was reading through this story. It is horrible. I was telling Jackie earlier, like, I, I was just kind of coasting around, sweating bullets, thinking, is he going to find a story in time? And um, I stumbled upon this one. I was hoping for, like, a, a very low-stakes mutiny. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I was hoping for something that would... People don't mutiny when the stakes are low. No, no, no. But I, I was hoping for almost like a Three Stooges-like, just kind of comedy of errors mm-hmm. of, like, them keep trying to do it. Almost like Muppet Treasure Island. Like, they, they keep trying to, and they, you know, they get into goofy antics and sing numbers and stuff. And uh, it was not one of these mutinies. It was actually, I started reading up on one of the most deadly maritime mutinies of all time. Hmm. So, yeah. Classic so. mix-up. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, for one. It is just shows just how bad people are. Like, really, just really terrible when they're kind of cut off from society. So, yeah, strap in for a lighthearted tale of murder and... Mutiny. Hooray. Yay. Yay. There are no here. No, there are a few good people in this, but boy, it's Yeah, I know. Though as I read through this more and more, I was just like, I don't know if I should even <laughs> if I should just look wow. for a how too much, late. How much cannibalism? I should just Whoa. find yeah. <clears throat> um so my story is about a queen of Madagascar who was a traditionalist and resisted British and French influence. Was she a lemur? Can't be in your mind. I'm gonna picture a cute little Queen Julian from Madagascar mm-hmm. the whole time. A little lemur. This makes this so much more absurd and dark. <laughs> yeah, so listeners, keep that in mind yeah. for this whole story. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not another that lemur ordered a lot of executions. That lemur did a pretty bad genocide. Mm-hmm. Oh. Ooh, all Ooh, right. We Ooh. put our fingers right on the button, huh? Right on the lemur genocide button. Not a genocide. Okay. A lot of murder. Okay. All right. Well, I have also have a lot of murder, so this is just a very murdery kind of a yeah. kind of day on anachronismo. Mm-hmm. History is full of murder. Yeah. Anachronismo. None of the people in my well. story <laughs> are alive today. <laughs> that's how violent uh, history is. That's how time works. Yeah. Well, entropy comes for all yeah. of us. All right. Yeah. Okay. All so, right. in part of my notes, I um. Just have I, the word kill, 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 kill. Kill Nolan Max like the lemur queen would. <laughs> Make a skin suit. You've been waiting so long. <laughs> no, it says um, lots of deaths, no kill. Lots of death, no kill. No kill. Yeah, it made me a lot of death. I wrote this note. Mm, okay. Mm, we'll find out more about that. Yeah, later. that's an interesting note yeah. to write down. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm. Looking forward to this in a kind of morbid curiosity kind of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I get to sit here and this. be mean and be cruel <laughs> unnecessarily, too. Just really come out swinging. I gave you a hug, complimented your hat. I know. I feel really bad about how mean I was. <laughs> Got you a glass of water you're, when you were you're thirsty. A, you're a saint, Noel, and, and I, put it I, on. <laughs> I don't deserve you as a friend. I feel bad about my playful insults that I didn't mean, but immediately felt bad about, but kept drilling down, because that's how comedy works. You just keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you're tormenting me about it. So maybe you're not as good a friend as you thought. <laughs> no, no, man. I'm just, I'm just sad. Oh. Um, so, Noel, do you want to start off with the murders, and then I'll close out with my story of murder? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Noel's story. 
Null story. This little murderous humdinger. So this tale begins in the uh, early 17th century. So that's why everyone's dead. Yeah. Early oh, yeah. 17th century. Yeah, murder. The entire <laughs> mutiny died of old age. Yep. Time yeah. is the greatest killer of all. Mm. They, they marooned themselves in the middle of the ocean and waited for they entropy maroon- to claim them all. <laughs> they marooned themselves in the fourth dimension. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 17th century, mm-hmm. Dutch East India Company is sending out a lot of uh, ships, just doing a lot of trade with Southeast Asia. Oh, um, the Dutch East India Company especially did a lot of bad stuff. So oh, yeah, no, no, that. they're they're not the heroes in this. No, they're very I bad. I mentioned that there good, were good, good, a good, few good. heroes, and yeah, yeah the Dutch East India Company, for being pretty hands-off with the, most of this story, they were not the heroes here. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started when in putting together a crew. There were already tensions with the captain, Francisco Pelsert, and basically his second-in-command, Arian Jacobs. Apparently, the two had had a little bit of a tiff because Jacobs got drunk one night and... Kissed him. No. No. Okay. He just was calling him out, and then he got sort of publicly Pretty reprimanded for kissed it. him. Called him outside for a kiss. If they no, well, kissed. Look, I don't know. I mean, it's seventeen cent. If he had kissed him, he probably would have gotten a worse, worse than a public uh, reprimand. Mm, depends. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, attitudes it's, about about uh, about homosexuality have swung back and forth over the over the centuries. Yeah, maybe he kissed him. That's all I'm saying. Maybe he did. So we got in a tiff. So all right, reset. Francisco Pelser and Arian Jacobs probably had a tiff. Mm-hmm. over some drunk comments. Maybe they had a lover's quarrel. We don't know. We weren't there. This was hundreds of years ago. But there was some bad blood between them. And there was another in. merchant on the ship mm-hmm. called Geronimus Bosch. Cornelis. Oh, I love that name. Geronimus. Geronimus Cornelis. 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 Um, um Yeah, so this person was just a bankrupt pharmacist. And... He just had lost pretty much everything over the past few years of his life. I believe he was separated from his wife or his wife passed away. He lost his child. He lost his business. He was part of certain scandals being associated with some of the religious sort of considered heretics of that era. Mm-hmm. And so he I, apparently was just trying to get a fresh start. But his fresh start quickly turned into him conspiring with Jacobs to mutiny on this ship from the Dutch East India Company. Uh, sailing just with tens of thousands of silver pieces for uh, trading when they got to the Philippines. All in a big bag labeled money attached to his waist. Kept pulling his pants down. Sorry, his pantaloons down. (laughs) (laughs) No one will take this treasure. (laughs) (laughs) So some of the difficulty with trying to start a mutiny is that there are a ton of soldiers on these ships, people who are loyal to the Dutch East India Company. Mm-hmm. So their first attempt at starting a mutiny was not successful. They got some men together. They were they were conspiring to mutiny. And Jacobs actually did steer the ship off course uh, away from other East India Company ships. Mm-hmm. And then they tried to pretty much just spark outrage among more of the crew by trying to get this was such a weird convoluted plan apparently they just they sexually harassed this female passenger on the ship and tried to make it that nobody knew who it was to have the captain reprimand the entire ship and the crew and try to use that outrage to try to get more people to mutiny against them 
while the ship had steered away from the other ships. That's so specific and weird. I know, and it didn't work because unless it, she's on your side, this is going to be difficult to pull off. Yeah, it was because the passenger identified them. She knew who they were, but before the crew members could get arrested and officially kind of uh, put to trial, the ship was wrecked. In a shipwreck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take two seconds just to make sure I got that detail right. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 Max, how else would you wreck a ship if not in a shipwreck? Well, you could wreck a ship by taking all the cannons on it and uh, placing them against the walls and then firing them all outwards uh, through the walls all at once. Uh, so that you blew off the entire middle of the ship from the inside out. It would look amazing uh, and probably kill everyone. <laughs> you could wreck a ship by having a wild party on it one night. And everyone gets way too out of control and, you know, does a bunch of stunts and leaves bottles everywhere and food everywhere. Maybe somebody's passed out in a toga on top of the crow's nest. You know, just totally wreck the ship. Mm-hmm. And you could refinish the ship with soft furnishings and entertainment consoles and dartboards, and it could be a rec center ship, mm-hmm. a recreation center ship. So you could wreck a ship that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that last one. No one's pretty fun. It's my favorite kind of shipwreck. Yeah. That's how they invented the cruise liner. Oh, oh. that's good through wordplay. <laughs> <laughs> So the only reason I double-checked is that I am not actually entirely sure uh, of the timeline of when this first attempt at uh, mutinying happened. I assume it was very close to the time of the shipwreck because they would have been off course from the other ships. But I cannot and confirm they have that. killed uh, the guys? Sorry? Do they have to try them or can they just be like, mm, these guys are mutinying? Uh, no, they weren't officially arrested, so not oh. officially put to trial before the shipwreck happened. Mm. And then... Once the shipwreck happens, you sort of have your mind on other things yeah. because they crashed on the west coast of Australia uh, in between what is modern-day Perth and what is modern-day Broome. Um, <laughs> so this is where things sort of start to escalate and take off. And what I, I was actually surprised in reading the rest of the story that this is not a movie. Obviously, some some things changed and tweaked to make it more historically inaccurate, but movie friendly. But I am surprised that the plot of this is not a movie. So they get, they get shipwrecked 320 passengers on board. They immediately 40 people just drown on the West coast. Damn. Uh, just trying to, uh, you know, they're kind of around a string of islands, but they don't really know exactly where they are halfway between Perth and Broome. I don't really think there's anything even in the modern day. So like here, this is, I think like just uncharted territory for Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So in a true act of nobility, the captain Francisco Jacobs, the, one of the mutineers, most of the senior officers, pretty much it seemed like everyone who was high-ranking or wealthy just takes off on the <laughs> claim that they are going to look for fresh water, which they did not find near the shipwreck. And they go on a 30-month trip all on their little tiny uh, longboat all the way up to Jakarta. It's a... Two and a half year trip on a longboat. No, no. Oh, sorry. I no. Thirty months. Thirty months. Thirty months. Well, <laughs> what he meant to say was thirty days. Okay. 
Because they're yeah. going slow. God, two and a half years yeah. on a long no, boat. No, no, they, uh, no, they they go on a thirty day expedition uh, that got them all the way to J- Jakarta. Hmm. They did not, uh, you know, they didn't find water immediately, and they just kept going. And uh, it's not clear if they would have come back even if they had. No, it would have been thirty months, and they would have just been dry as as hell on that boat. <laughs> All old bones just clanking against the breeze. Mm -hmm. So after they arrive in Jakarta, they get a rescue boat to go back to the survivors. Now, the kind thought is that they were worried about getting these passengers. What about all that silver? Uh, Yeah, I think really that because it was just... He left his pantaloons behind. No Mm -hmm. paperwork, no nothing. Just like, take the ship, go if they're there. Make sure they didn't pocket anything. You know what you have to do. Check their pockets. I'm not going to help you now. <laughs> um, Listen to them jingle. No, they, so they get there, they get a ship, and they start heading back to where the shipwreck was to get the passengers, whoever lived, mm-hmm. and uh, more importantly, the treasure. Okay. So while they were gone, you would think just a 30-month expedition. 30, 30 months. Fucking, <laughs> fuck, fuck. <laughs> fuck fuck keep all these in okay. <laughs> keep them all fucking in max <laughs> don't I'll add a single one of them i'll add in a few okay fuck 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 <laughs> their 30-day expedition you would think that that was probably the peak of the excitement of the whole thing mm-hmm. uh you know of just working your way up the Australian coast of the Philippines, finding your destination, actually uh, getting to the location, Batavia, for which the ship was named. Yeah, so you, you would think that that is the craziest part of the story. Yeah, it that is, sounds like the craziest part of the story. It Case is closed, close the book, walk away. No need to check anything else. What kind of mini society developed where they were left? Not a sustainable one. What was their <laughs> what was their unit of currency? Was, what was it their flag? Was it um, teeth? Their, was their it currency silver? Was was it their currency was dwindling supplies um okay their industries were murder uh-huh and their national banishment. dish sorry i didn't hear you over your fart <laughs> <laughs> their national dish their national ditch uh oh. Their national dish was dwindling food supplies. Okay, okay. So they really did not have too much going on. I was really hoping for them like seagulls. Oh, sea lion, actually. Sea lion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you trying to kill a sea lion? Oh, they're so cute. They're so cute. They're really cute. They they would just trust you up to the point where everything goes wrong. I don't think that. (laughs) You ever see those big liquid eyes? Basically little dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, giant dogs live in the sea. Yeah, giant dogs that... Live in the sea. Yeah. Yeah. And eat penguins. So wolves. Wolves yeah. of the sea. They're the wolves of the sea, yes. Not or the lions, you might say, of the sea. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> How did we not get that? Yeah, and this is just like when you were trying to get me to guess sea lion in that game over the weekend, but I said sea cow. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's like a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I was. The, I think it was sea lion, and I tried to do ocean tiger. Ah, um, uh, Jackie, yeah. that really is. You really fucked that up pretty bad. He said, "Not a tiger." Okay, not an ocean tiger, but, but a, a sea, sea cow. cow. I see. So instead of stripes, it's got spots. Okay. Yeah, it made sense. 
Yes. Okay. Yes, it did make sense, Jackie. <laughs> That's not yes, my voice. I'm Max. I'm kind-hearted. That is my most defining feature. You're very good, Jackie. That I... was a very good thing that you pointed out. Thank uh, you, Noel. Nice. I'm having a lovely time. Oh, good. I mean, Max. Thank you, Max. Oh, good. Noel, what do you think? Oh. 30 months. I think you're both great. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I am great. This is how I always sound, because I'm a lady. <laughs> Ooh. So. so. I should start all my sentences. Ooh. Listen to all this murder. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how we all sound. <laughs> so. Jackie, I especially liked your look of panic as you realized you were supposed to play the part of Noel. <laughs> <laughs> Sat forward suddenly. Just, oh, shit. Well, I think I, <laughs> I, I did. Okay. Yeah. You just have to go, uh, uh, hey, what's up? Uh, That's what it did. I like like boxing and I like to eat uh, large raw steaks. I uh, I once saw a bird and I did not like the bird. (laughs) (laughs) So close. I do do categorize birds like that. (laughs) Whether I like them or don't like them on first sight. Like hearing into a mirror. All right, so Geronimus mm-hmm. was the highest-ranked member yeah. that was left behind around the shipwreck area, and modern historians believe he was a textbook case of a psychopath, and his actions, they seem to reflect that. Uh, so some of the men from the mutiny rallied themselves around him, and because of the dwindling water and food supplies, Geronimus began to... A, strike up the idea that they were going to capture any rescue boat that came to them, take the money from the Batavia, and sail away and found a new kingdom somewhere (laughs) with him as king. So already, yeah, a little bit, yeah, he's, you know, a little bit off the mark. Uh, But um, so he uh, started this campaign of starting to to murder or to send away other survivors in this camp because there's about uh do I need to fart again or yes please um yeah because there are still about about 200 <laughs> my god god next did you think okay? go wrong did you poop your pants? <laughs> no, I thought it'd be funny to make a face while trying to fart. Oh my god, it, I it thought was. you really just <laughs> god I... oh, I'm editing that out but uh oh, um, terrible radio it was good though. So there, there are about, face. there are about uh, two hundred and sixty people still around. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. forty having died, Sorry, twenty gonna... having left. Sorry, Max is just laughing because he pooped his pants uh, and he's trying to cover it up by saying, "Ooh, I just made a weird face while I was farting." Okay, moving on. So okay. there, okay, ooh, okay, okay. just pretend you're on a nice toilet. <laughs> Just pooping. <laughs> pooping your butt out. <laughs> pooping your butt okay, I gotta, out. I got to poop now. Really? Yeah, no, it's made... I don't know. <laughs> you definitely pooped your pants. <laughs> I didn't poop my pants. Yeah. Uh, so with the main limiting factor being we're a lack of fresh water, lack of supplies, Geronimus was making plans to dwindle the party size down a little bit. 
not waiting for disease and starvation to kick in, uh, he started um, doing one of several things. He sent a group of soldiers, including a person who will be very important later, Weeb Hayes, W-I-E-B-B-E. I think that's probably... Weeb? 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 Webby. I'll call him Webby. Uh, Webby Hayes is sent out onto an island to see kind of a larger island further out saying, hey, look for fresh water here. Uh, If you find any, send up some smoke uh, signals and we'll send the boat out to get you. The idea being- so they just dropped him off there? uh, A group of soldiers were dropped off there almost to say, you know, we don't know if this other party is getting back. We're going to send out some parties of our own to look for supplies. So, you know, the men followed him beyond the people involved in the mutiny who already had some loyalty to him. He really was just one of the highest ranking people left there. And people just looked up to him and they thought, wow, this is a good leader. This is good leader material right here. Already, uh, Webby, some other soldiers, some... (laughs) Still thinking about poop. Yes, you are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just thinking I shouldn't be. I shouldn't. I am glad I stopped laughing at the saying. Oh, how 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 dumb would it be if I kept laughing at this poop thing? I shouldn't do that. And mm-hmm. I thought how funny yep. that would be. And you know, you tricked yourself. I tricked myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so they've already separated some of the lower ranking but still more experienced soldiers and uh, officials are sort of off looking for water and then the murders over food started happening <laughs> did they give them any food for the yeah, people who went to the other I, island? I imagine that they did um just like enough you know, to convince them that they'll yeah be like that they could <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> i've cursed myself <laughs> <gasps> okay. Okay. Okay, I'm good. Um. <laughs> wait, no, you're not. <laughs> uh, do you, you want to pause again? I'm good. Okay. I don't okay. quite. I don't really believe you, but. <laughs> oh, what is wrong with me? I mean, this is. I'm this, fine. This is no. I'm fine. This is something I've heard. I've read about this before. It's called poop madness. When the poop, when you poop yourself, but you're wearing your pants, the poop uh, goes back in and it starts getting redigested by the digestive tract, yeah. and you start going crazy. Little, that's, that's absolutely little right. Pieces no. of poop start going into your brain, and that's how you die. Changing your memories, yeah. and wow. it, it happens. It's a yeah. One. yeah, just like a big old. Like we just. This is disgusting. But we're just looking at you and we just see this like thing <laughs> bulging out like a Like bat. from the mummy where like the yeah. scarab goes oh. up. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. It's like a little poop. Uh, poop scarab, yeah. And then we see it go up to your temple and then we just see it get smaller and smaller. And we're like, oh my God. <laughs> He's been changed. He just got whacked out poo brain. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, now I'm starting to laugh. <sighs> okay, I'm good. I think I'm good. No. Maybe, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm I just don't let myself smile and not try and hold it back. <sighs> uh, all right. Okay. So after Geronimus had sent off uh, Webby, as I've lovingly now nicknamed him, mm-hmm. Geronimus and his men started to step up. Geronimus <clears throat> and his men started to murder and destroy 
civilization as they knew it in the camp because of the lack of food and water they started sending people like pretty much banishing them from the camp other people started to try to escape because his men just started murdering people for any reason they would drown them stab them like put them just in a beat them to death mm. um jesus they just went they just went nuts is this what um, lord of the flies is based on because this sounds like lord of the flies i've never read lord of the flies really nope huh um <laughs> It sounds a lot like it. Yeah. Uh, is there someone named Piggy? Someone named Piggy. They use no. glasses to start a fire. No, but there's Webby's. That's... Oh, yeah. There we go. Um. So, yeah, it was just awful because there were about 260 people at this point, and Geronimus's plan to make the food and water last was to get it down to somewhere around 45. Oof. So they just started to uh, just to kill a lot of people for whatever reason or to, you know, banish people knowing that they would starve uh, and other people obviously tried to escape because of this. Um, they, uh, the like uh, one of the most horrible parts is that uh, the few female passengers there were kept pretty much as sex slaves. Like oh. it was just, it was just a complete collapse of, Jiminy. Uh, yeah, it was. And, you know, all with this expectation that this, rescue boat would eventually come and they would take it over and sail off to this new kingdom just it's it's nuts and yeah the weirdest part in this though is the fact that geronimus never really apparently partook in the murders he enabled his men to do it encouraged them to do it but apparently the only time he tried to kill someone is he tried to poison a baby that's and it didn't work so they strangled the baby Huh. It was a weird tidbit. I don't know if he was like, I got to try my hand at this. And he was like, kind of like, kind of putting his toe in the water, the in the yeah, sea of murder. The bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it was just terrible. Like, it seemed over time that it became less about the idea that they have dwindling rations that, you know, it's just, like, oh, the strongest will survive. Or like, you know, we have to, you know, kind of kill off the weak to just becoming almost like a sport. It just, yeah. It's terrible. It is. It was nuts. Yeah. Um. Jeez indescribably terrible because like this is what happens is like all these people just look up to this one person as their leader and that leader just is a psychopath he is just this nutcase and they're like well he's letting me do it there's no higher ranked official all the other officials left before establishing who was in charge and you know when they would be back so yeah they just they just collapsed into this madness. Did a rescue ship ever come? Well, this is where I actually thought this felt like a movie because of what happens after this. So this is like what happened on Webby's island because Webby is the hero. Did he of find water? Story. Did he set up a utopian society Ooh. where they All anti-murdered right. people? Ooh. So this is where it really gets crazy because Webby was by rank. Uh, Webby was just a soldier, so he didn't really have an official rank. Um, of the few lower ranked soldiers left, or lower ranked, no, not Privates? officials. Officials. No, there were cadets left cadets, there, yeah. so they're slightly higher ranked, but still pretty low in the in the grand scheme of of uh, naval rankings. Mm-hmm. And they just recognized in him that he had all these like leadership qualities and people like he sort of started, uh, he really kind of took charge of this expedition to find water. And they did. They found water on this island that they get left on. So they started sending up smoke signals that they had found water. So what happened is some of the survivors uh, that had escaped or had been marooned by Geronimus started to make their way to that island over these lagoons. And they got there, 
and they had told them what had happened at the camp. And so Webby like led them to make this like limestone fort on the island because they they had water, so they had some rations, mm. and they just started um, building weapons and just oh getting ready to uh, hold off the mutineers if they came for them. And the mutineers did come for them because they saw the smoke signal. They knew they had found water uh, as much as many people as they had killed, which it was something like 110 people or so. Um, they had killed a lot of the the 260 survivors. So they make this weapons, they make these fortifications, and Jeronimus starts to try to send his men over to capture the fort because they have the upper hand, they have the supplies. Mm. And so Jeronimus and his men hold the mutineers off in uh, one or, I, I think, two attacks. Yeah. They they try to uh, to take the fort, but they they lose. So Jeronimus is actually captured in the second fight. He tries to he barter and bargain with them. They didn't trust him for some reason, <laughs> uh, but they managed to actually take him prisoner. So his second in command, those men now getting desperate, started to salvage uh, more of the ship, and they found muskets. So now they've got the upper hand because Uh-oh. Wait, what? did no one check the ship before for other uh, usable? I think things? they just salvaged more in it because they knew that they were losing uh, ship, men. Ship's wrecked. Now there's nothing good in the ship. No, 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 I, no, no. When ship goes down, everything in the ship it's wrecked. You don't want it. It's, it's bad now. It's, I, it's garbage. It's just it's it's all wrecked. It's all just just real low quality stuff. You don't want to go back in there. <laughs> so now uh, these men now desperate, they are running low on supplies, their leaders captured, they find these muskets, and they attack the fort again. And now they're starting to win, because they're able to just shoot at a distance and start picking off uh, men in the fort. Mm. So it's not looking good. Mm-mm. But then, sail comes up over the horizon. <gasps> What during this timing. battle, during this battle, the captain came back, and I'm I'm sure the battle was more of a siege, so I'm sure it lasted for you know probably you know a day over like for thirty months, yeah, <clears throat> for thirty months, for two and a half years, they uh-huh. picked them off with muskets. Children were born. They, I'm impressed um, the captain came back. Yeah. So they well. Money in that ship. Oh, they right, got to right, come right. back. I forgot um, about that. So the captain comes back, and apparently, because they would have no idea what was going on, these groups Who tried to shoot? race to the ship to be the first to tell the captain oh, what it's was like going to happen. It's like when your parents come home, and you've been fighting, and you try and get their first <laughs> yep. version of the story. And so... Webby's team got there first and thus saved the day because <laughs> no one would have believed anyone else. But no, they uh, they came back and the mutineers and the murderers were all arrested. So, yeah, like this is why I mean it was like it just all this felt like a movie of like yeah. this mm-hmm. going back and forth like uh, mm. reversals in fortune. Yeah. Mu- yeah. Found muskets. Yeah. Um. So. Wouldn't you know, the ship they came back on, the Sarnam, was too small to possibly fit all of these rescued uh, passengers and prisoners. So they pushed the mutineers overboard. So they they started to have island trials. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just picturing like a dude with a a crab for a gavel and a seagull for a wig. (laughs) 
You know, I keep forgetting that the captain <laughs> is, is motivated a- by money. Because I was like, why would you come back on a rescue mission with a boat that's too small for the 260 people you know are still there? Yep. This was not a rescue money. mission. Yep. Or they did not expect there to be Benny left. So, um, yeah, they had uh island trial. And so... Geronimus and several of the most prominent mutineers were, they were hanged, but first, and this is, I don't know why this is, they had their hands chopped off, and then they were hung. Makes you feel bad before you die. And then- It's so their um, skeletons can't wield guns when they come back. Mm. As, uh, oh, because yeah. they do do that. Yeah. So Pirates of the Caribbean taught me anything. Um, <laughs> two other minor offenders were just marooned. They were just left behind. To die. Okay. Other of the prisoners taken back. Um, I don't like. I don't know how not everyone here is a major mutineer or how they sorted that out. But more of them were hanged. Some of them were flogged. Some of them were. One was broken on the wheel. Like they just really. Yeah. Mutinying doesn't pay. That's the lesson, folks. Or uh, messing with uh, major companies. They'll. Uh, They'll find ways of getting you. Because you know what? The captain, um, Fr- Francisco, yep. he was held semi-liable for the unsalvaged. They couldn't salvage all the treasure from the ship. Uh, some of it was just lost. He was partially liable for damages. So guess who died in poverty a, a year later? Brutal. Yep. Mm-hmm. But Do Webby, have insurance on this? I don't know. We don't cover acts Ooh. of God or we should look up the... in our insurance policies here at uh, Big Ocean Insurance. <laughs> we don't cover large murder pacts here or dare, tales of daring do, so you're going to have to cover most of that over here at Big Ocean. <laughs> Big Ocean, when you're here, you're family. <laughs> Such uh, a weird Canadian pirate. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we're... Uh, District of British Columbia, so there's, yeah. there's pirates here. Yar. So, um, Webby got promoted in the ranks. Uh, he pr- was promoted from sergeant to lieutenant, and he was just uh, kept in the Dutch East India Company. Hooray! So, uh, Scarred while, forever. So, you know, the math is that while his salary went up fivefold, the number of survivors went down fivefold. Because of the 332 passengers, only 68 made it to their destination of Batavia. Wow. That was some quick math on my end. Jesus Christ. That's a bad rate. I know. It's really good math. (laughs) Good job, Noel. Thanks. So I'm going to start my story off with a disclaimer that there are a lot of long and semi-difficult to say words and names in the story. Mm -hmm. If anyone is familiar with the language of Madagascar... The words are very long. Mm. Okay. Yep. So my story is about the Queen of Madagascar. Well, she was born in 1778 and she died in 1861. She reigned for 33 years. Mm. So she was Queen of Madagascar while it was being influenced by the British and the French. They were trying to get their little colonial claws into Madagascar. Mm. So the way that she became queen was kind of interesting. She is from a like a lowly noble family um and her dad happened to overhear an assassination plot of the king whose name bear with me on this is andriana ampoiny marina can i see it's that long word there <laughs> yes that does seem hard to say it's a lot it's a lot andrea so tell us more about andriana ampoiny marina 
So he was he was the king. Who was Andrian M. Point and Marina? Yes. I just, okay, so mm-hmm. tell us more about King Andrian M. Point and Marina. Uh, Are you just king... trying to get a lot of good takes to? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to use the best one and edit that in for every one of them. Uh, yeah, so King Andriana, I'm appointed in Marina. Mm. Mm, that was not good. Mm-hmm. It's good enough. I can edit my, my takes yeah. in over yours. Oh, okay. <laughs> that works for me. Works for me. Um, so his brother was planning to kill him, and uh, the queen's dad just overheard this. And in gratitude for helping to foil this assassination plot, the king promised that her father's... That, excuse me. So King Andriana, appointed Marina, promised mm-hmm. that the queen would uh, have what? Well, she wasn't the queen at the time. Okay, promised, promised that the daughter yeah. of the guy who overheard this plot mm-hmm. would marry his son and heir, Prince Radama. Radama. Mm-hmm. That one's easy. Yeah, that's easy. Um, so her name was Ramava. I can't. Let me see. It's easy. It's easy. I just can't say it. <laughs> Ramavo. 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 Okay. So Andriana M. Point and Marina wanted Ramavo to marry his son. Radama. Radama. So Ramava and Radama. Ramava Radama got married, and they were the offspring of Andriana and Pointe Marina. Okay. Uh, this, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and then Ramavo changed her name to Rana Valona. So Rana Valano, Ra- Rana Valona, and Radama got married, and Radama is mm-hmm. the son of Andriana and Pointe Marina. Yes. Got oh, it. Very good, Max. Thank you. So Andriana and Pointe Marina's son, Radama, married. Fuck, and I've already forgotten. Right. Well, we're never going to hear about King A again, so <laughs> okay, okay, it's okay. No, well, that was the easy one. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you got that really quick. Thank you. I'm good at pronouncing names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they didn't really have a happy marriage; didn't like each other all that much. Mm-hmm. Um, they never had any children, mm-hmm. even though their offspring was supposed to be next in line. Um, and then, because the inheritance line is matrilineal here, mm-hmm. the next person in line when uh, Radama died was going to be Rana Valona's sister's son. And Rana Valona was not going to have that. She was going to be queen. Mm-hmm. Um, she really did not like how uh, sympathetic to the British Radama was. Mm-hmm. Um, they had started a, um, a treaty of friendship and she really thought that there was too much Western culture in, in Madagascar that they were losing their cultural values and traditional beliefs. And she she knew that she would be the one to help stop that. Mm. So, so what did Radama Valona do? Well, first Radama died, but there were so many different people trying to position themselves to be the next king after him that when he died, the two people who were in the room with him when he died didn't tell anyone because they were nervous because they were pos- trying to position someone else to be we, the heir. Weekend at Bernie's style. Weekend at Bernie's style? Kind of if they just moved Bernie to another room and were like, well, I haven't seen him. Have you seen him? <laughs> just an arm conspicuously like <laughs> sliding out from behind a plant. Very <laughs> <laughs> so these two guys keep it hush-hush for a few days because they're not really sure what to do because they don't want to be in trouble for being there when he died, when mm. they were jostling to give someone else position. Mm. But a servant loyal to Rana Valona, saw the dead king and was like, hey, did you know your husband died? And she was like, oh, no, I had no idea. <laughs> Even though several days had passed. We haven't Even spoken though, in years. And besides, they did not like each other. I've definitely seen him around being propped up between two young men who I was pretty sure he was just partying with. He was wearing dark sunglasses and a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> so Rana Valona calls these two colonels that she's good friends with who are from her hometown. She's, I want to be the next queen. So... They go in, they steal the body. 
Then they bring him to another room, leave someone there to watch him, and then... In case he gets up. <laughs> well, so, so no one yeah. else will steal him. So they hide the body, and then they go visit the judges and the keepers of the royal idols. So these are the people who are like the kingmakers, whatever. These are the big, important people who help make decisions. Without like their blessing, no one will be the next... The person will not become the next king or queen. Mm-hmm. So these colonels convince everyone to support her, and then, lo and behold, she's... A new queen. Awesome. Just a few clarifying questions to make sure. So traditionally, it looked like it would have been Radama's sister. Radama's sister. All right. Radama's sister's kid would have been Radama's sister. It would have been Rana Valona's sister. Rana Valona's sister. Rana Valona's sisters. So So Rana Valona's nephew. nephew. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The two colonels were not the... The same as the two people who originally found the body. They wanted somebody else. else. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. So it's even though there is this uh, matriarchal lineage, it's sort of. Yeah. It's these judges that sort of ultimately make the final Mm -hmm. decision. And I also left out the important part that the military was also on her side. So there was no one. No one was going to stand up against yeah, uh, right. the military and these influential people who, you know, saw the light. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to have in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then in a uh, royal tradition, she then killed anyone else who had tried to claim the throne. Um, was that a real tradition? It was. God. That, <laughs> so that was part of why she didn't like her husband that much, because he killed a bunch of people in her family when he ascended the throne after his father. So this is like a thing. This is a thing where you kill your enemies mm. after you ascend the throne. Damn. I mean, wow. it does make make it so that you don't have any rivals left. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So the thing that she really wanted... So she killed her nephew. Yeah. yeah. Turned it into a weekend at Bernie's too, mm. where she couldn't look her sister in the eye for a while, so just kind of propped him up. <laughs> Pretended that he was moving around. He's going to help old auntie at the castle this weekend and every other weekend. <laughs> going to help me uh, paint the... Ceiling. Look at him go. Oh, he needs two servants to help him paint, and they're moving his arms for him, but he's doing it. He's doing it. Your face is telling me that we are absolutely correct. <laughs> lots of lots of dead bodies pretending to still be alive. Well, yes, the dead bodies were the ones pretending to be still alive. Pull one fast one. It's like ghosts, but pretending to be alive. I'm just picturing a skeleton wearing a t-shirt that says, Alive person. <laughs> I'd be confused at Whoa, first. Whoa, yeah, and then they, it shows up at a funeral, and she's like, what? What is going on here? Why Why is that person in a box? Uh, being alive, right? It's so cool. We get to pe- put people in boxes and put them it's in the just, ground. It's just clearly a skeleton. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how am I even talking right now? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, Rana Valona immediately starts trying to cut ties with foreign powers because she wants, you know, Madagascar for Madagascies. That's really what it what they're called. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, yeah I, I liked it. Uh, Makes so, it sound like they fart a lot. <laughs> but just like you, Max. But no, okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> thanks. Great, great, great. great. Who's a little farter. <laughs> so she was really into autarky, which is basically self-sufficient. Mm. self Sufficiency. Mm. That's a yeah, very autarky. hard word to say. Yeah, yeah. And isolationism. Mm. So um, she ended the friendship treaty with Britain and then immediately reinstated slavery, which they had given up as a condition of this um, <laughs> friendship Wait, treaty. Wait, that was the tradition that she was worried was going away in Madagascar? There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff she was worried about. Okay, but I feel like slavery is a... 
pretty bad one. Yeah, uh, I was okay, I was so a little I, on her side. I didn't say this on air, but before this, it was like mm, she's a hero and a villain. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a villain. Yeah. She's known as one of the most murderous women in the world. Tipping so. more towards villain. Yeah. Uh, but you also have to you also have to think of like who was writing the histories. Yeah, I the see. the people who she was trying to stop changing the culture of her country. Mm. So so grain of salt. Grain of salt. Okay, uh, lots of salt when we get to certain parts. Big old pitcher full of salt, like you'd see it, maybe some kind of margarita bar. Um, so the heading of one section of an article that I read in preparation for this is, there is not enough salt in the world Oof. for the next the next passage okay. in the article. Okay. Yeah, so she really wanted to preserve the political and cultural sovereignty of Madagascar. So like I said, she ended the friendship treaty with Britain. Um, she also started restricting the activity of missionaries. Because there were a ton of missionaries there converting people to Christianity. She also ended most foreign trade agreements. And because they couldn't get things through trade, she started uh, or she reinstated a... I'm going to mess up saying this word too. Frano... Anyway, basically it's forced labor instead of paying taxes. You have to do forced labor. Mm. So she started that again so that they would stop relying on foreign trade. So she would just press people into doing things that they would have traded for beforehand. Um, So she really cracked down on Christianity. She passed a decree that said that no Madagascar... Madagascar? Madagascar. Madagascar. Yep, you're right. I cannot speak today. No Madagascar people could become Christians Mm. or be Christians. The foreigners could still be Christian. They could still practice Christianity, but they couldn't try and convert anyone. They couldn't teach it. And they could only stay in the country if they also provided valuable contributions. That sounds like a euphemism. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really sure. Yeah. I think it was like, unless you're... Sounds like more forced labor. Sounds uh, yeah. like their guts and bones pulled out. Yeah. Unless you're also like teaching trades mm. or, you know, running a school, but not uh, but not allowed to teach any of your Christian stuff, you had to, you were forced to leave. So a lot of people left or went into hiding mm-hmm. to be uh, Secret undercover missionaries, missionaries yeah. essentially. But she did have one foreigner that she did take a liking to. His name was Jean Laborde, and he was a French adventurer who was shipwrecked off of Madagascar, and then he swam to the island and uh, was enslaved, basically. But they were confidants, and he was part of her political inner circle. And he was one of those, like, people who have all kinds of knowledge of all kinds of practical, useful things. He knew a lot about metallurgy, munitions, and engineering. And at her direction, he created a factory town, um, and they started making guns, gunpowder, soap, silk, and ceramics mm. that they otherwise would have traded for. And he also built a huge, elaborate palace. Cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I also love that his occupation was adventurer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess when you're an adventurer, you got you need to bring your adventuring with you, you know, with all that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did, so, did, was, he, was he an adventurer before he shipwrecked there or after? Like, I think before. Okay. I think he was like, Going on an adventure, gotten a shipwreck. What adventure was he going on? What other adventures has he had? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look him up individually. Uh, and is this uh, like his final one? This is where he ended up, or is this like a Gulliver's Travel? Is like just Island of Three? This is his final adventure. Ooh, I, I like to imagine that he was a pirate of knowledge. That he was a pirate of the seas. He would commandeer ships just to learn the lessons of those travelers. Yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd and eat then off. depart with all this knowledge. <laughs> 
a real mind flare. Yeah. He'd land on a ship, suck out some brains, gain their knowledge, and then f- and then just uh, jump back over. Yep. He's like, oh no, Invincible, the, uh, the, the gold's in the keep. Arr, I don't want your gold. I, I just want you to know, Arr, a man has three children. And uh, have you heard this one? Because I can't figure it out. <laughs> a man has three children, and a person says, uh, oh, we live on... Uh, Stevenson Street. Uh, oh, I know the ages of your kids now. <laughs> Yar, and how do you make a, a dovetail joint? Show me. Show me with your tools. Now have me do it and do a step-by-step instruction. That's Arr, right. <laughs> cat's cradle would be so easy if I didn't have two hooks for hands. <laughs> <laughs> Just looks like dream catchers. Because you hold them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So she also started a standing army of twenty to 30,000 people, the first standing army of Madagascar. Um, she went around, you know, conquering the rest of the island and holding off French attacks. Um, in one notable one, they made a fake fort and the French came and attacked it, thought they won. Lo and behold, right behind is another real or bigger fort. And then they beat the French. <laughs> <laughs> Did it have a big acne on it? <laughs> That I I don't know. Was the fake? Was the real fort wearing a fake mustache? Probably. Yeah, yeah that's how they got it. A little like mustache a made of vines. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, that's David. not a fort. That's just a man with a mustache, a big man, <laughs> looming out of the forest. So wait, uh, at, at this time was Madagascar an entirely unified island? Because like, when you say like they were essentially it conquering was, back parts that had been colonized or had, it seems like there were several different tribes or groups of people on madagascar most of them were united under the marinas which is oh, her okay. group which is yep. the end of uh king a his name is marina oh. so <clears throat> most of them seem to be under the marina rule um and then she was kind of just like keeping the peace pacifying yeah kind of thing except that she did give her army like free reign to once a year just sack her former enemies conquered cities wow so yeah how sporting <laughs> basically I really like that fake fort, though. I mentioned it to Fui, and he said that that's like a, a strategy that a lot of groups use. That so, sounds like knowledge Fui would have. Yeah. yeah. So I focus kind of on her nicer side oh, okay. over there. Um, so she was also known to have been very, um, very ambitious and to have very deadly public works projects. At one point, she wanted to go on a, a bison hunt. So she took 50 nobles with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't pack any food or anything. Um, and they just sat, set off into the jungle, um, and decided that they needed to build roads ahead of them on their hunt. And this is the one that I said there was no kill, but lots of deaths. Mm-hmm. So all of the people who were building the roads, a lot of them died. And then once those people died, they would just stop at the nearest village and be like, come on, you're building roads for our bison hunt now. You gotta hold these workers up weekend at Bernie stock. Come on, you didn't pay your taxes this year. Time to force some labor. Yeah. So there were a ton of deaths and no recorded, uh, bison killings. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah. Let's see. What else were some of the things she was famous for? Oh, so she did this to a lot of the Christians. It's something called the Tanguina Challenge. Um, it was kind of a... Like the cinnamon challenge? Oh. Or is this like the thing they did in Japan where they forced missionaries to trample on icons uh, of the Virgin Mary and the G- and of Jesus? And if they refuse to do it, they put them to death. Um, that's like a combination, it? actually. Okay. Oh. So it's a combination between the cinnamon challenge and the destroying religious idols? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, uh, so it was a traditional kind of like loyalty test where you would have the person eat three chicken skins and then poison. And if they threw up all three chicken skins, 
they were innocent. Oh, if I they see. only threw up one, they didn't throw up any. If they just straight up died from the poison, they were guilty. One of those lie detectors. Mm-hmm. Got it. So she did this to a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people. I, I almost feel like you know that that, you, you go into that knowing that, uh, that there's no it good doesn't, outcome. Yeah, yeah, that there's low odds of throwing up all three chicken skins. Mm-hmm. Like whole skins? Like the entire chickens? That I don't know. I think it was pieces of chicken skin. I'm just picturing just full full on like empty chickens. chicken. <laughs> full on empty chickens. Yeah. Um, but that was apparently a traditional practice that she revived and did in mass. Hmm. Apparently. Um, but More also, like mass murder. Definitely ah. take some of these with a grain of salt of, you know. A you grain know, of poisonous. <laughs> yeah. Of like missionaries being like, look at this crazy woman cutting down on Christianity. Yeah. Like you're obviously going to ruffle some feathers if you're cutting down <laughs> on Christianity. Yes. Um, I see because of the chickens. Yes. Yeah. So she was rumored to love executing people. And there were so many ways. Let me tell you. God, you sound so sarcastic about this. So I suggest that you imagine a lemur directing these yeah. things. Yeah, it's much less awful. Mm-hmm. Or much more. Uh, strangling. Drowning. <laughs> I'm picturing a lemur strangling a human with still tiny with hands. tail. I was picturing tiny hands. Oh. They couldn't wrap around. No. Stoning. Crucifixion. Burning on a pyre. Tossing you from a ceremonial cliff. Tossing you from said cliff, catching you, making you think you're safe, and then cutting the ropes. Ha! Wow. <laughs> making you kiss her feet, except she would coat them in poison so you'd die horribly afterwards. Tying you in a giant burlap sack and hanging said sack from a pole until you died. Okay, and now they're starting, they get really graphic after this. So uh, just use your imagination. There's five more dots. Let me just, just read them to myself, not even out loud. Okay. Ooh. Well, head first is not that bad. This is just. Great dead zone. <laughs> they're they're bad. They're graphic. Yeah, they're, they're horrible they're ways to die. Yeah, they're pretty bad. One of them is sawing you in half uh, lengthwise, but it says head first. So that's so that's the better oh, way to get sawn in half. They uh, don't say how slow though. Oh, uh, the oh, jeez, yeah, those are brutal. Yeah, um, and she also had some fun ideas that she would ask <laughs> ask uh, Jackie's getting some ideas Gene Laborde can... <laughs> to help her with at one point she directed him to figure out how to make giant shields so that she could bounce the cannonballs from the French back at them <laughs> um, such a cartoon yeah okay get ready she also asked him to make four sets of gigantic scissors that she could hide on the path leading to the castle and then would be able to set them off to cut everyone in half. <laughs> wait, 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 what? So there was an Acme sign on the fake fort, is what yeah. you're saying. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. These are so... They're very absurd. So she's, like, known as the female Calig- Caligula. Am I saying that right? Yeah. yeah. The female Caligula, the Mad Queen. But again, half of it is, like, who's saying this? The Maybe British legend, and yeah. the French. Mm. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, terrible things attributed to her. Bearing in mind that the British once hanged a monkey, mistaking it for a small French child. No, No, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Sorry. They thought it was a spy. Yeah. Well, a small French spy. A small French spy. So, yeah, rumors can fly thick and fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, in a... To be fair, 
that was not an official governmental move from the larger government. That was small town politics, which, as we all know, get vicious. Based on big town rumors, though, mm. of the French as being beasts. So mm. Yeah, you're right. Jackie looks like she's getting a few ideas. <laughs> I might be in a oh, little bit no, of trouble. Get ready for this one. Oh, boy. Get ready for this one. So in 1857, there was an attempted coup by um, people who were pro-British, pro-foreign influence. pro not dying yeah like. yeah she killed a lot of anti-scissor anti-scissor so this coup poor poor queen her confidant laborde was in on this one laborde and her son were on in on this one along with some prominent merchants european leaning mm. merchants yeah. uh, they basically were plotting against her and she found out about it but to mess with them she would just send over big chunks of her army to their homes and then do very minor things. <laughs> just knock over a vase. They would come over and like ask for a present. Oh. Or they would come over and be like, can you play the piano for us? And she basically just played mind games with them of having loads of armed people come to their homes repeatedly and then just ask for really small things. Jeez. A cup of sugar. We were hoping we could see your cool new dog. We yeah. heard he's very cuddly. Or she would randomly summon them and be like, dance for me. Do a dance recital. <laughs> and they'd wow. have to, basically. Okay. And But she wouldn't seem like she would enjoy it. She would just stand on a balcony and watch them stone-faced until they were done. So she was just messing with them. I feel like if you had a group of well-trained border collie puppies, you would do similar things to me. <laughs> <laughs> or else they would nip yeah. at my ankles if yes. I didn't. But they would come over with like a little piece of paper on tucked under one of the collars, and I'd flip it open. It would like just say like "pants yourself" or, <laughs> or something like that, and you would just be watching with this stony look on your face as the little puppies are wagging their tails and kind of circling around me like a like a little ring of them. And uh, yeah, I could see it happen. Me too. <laughs> I was picturing the tears in your eyes and you're just like lowering your pants. Yeah, and then you call one of the dogs open or over and, and you slip another piece of paper there and it goes over and it just says like stop crying on that. Oh. <laughs> just little things. Just little things. Little, little little things. She summoned the conspirators to a meeting where for six hours she outlined how she was gonna execute them. For six whole hours she described it. Then the next day she banished them. Wow. No murder. It's just so tedious. Like, you'd be scared, sure, for like the first hour. But after that, it would just Kill be like, me. Be like, fine, just do it. Wow. Uh, so instead of killing them, she just banished them. And she sent them out on a walk where they were supposed to, they were supposed to leave the capital. And they were escorted by a military accompaniment. The military led them on what should have been a seven-day journey. On a 53-day journey, just with tons of tiny little detours, in the hopes and successes of getting all of the European people involved in this infected with malaria. And they did get infected with malaria, and all but two of them died. So she really did execute them, just by way of a very long walk. It's so tedious. Was yeah. was the six hour thing just describing all of the detours and all the chances they would get malaria? I don't think so. Okay. I think that was like a violent description, mm -hmm. and this was like a final kind of mean joke revenge thing. Jeez, 
She sure did a lot of inventive murders. Yeah, you think but- she just sat in her room staring at a wall, angrily thinking up murders? It's possible. Yeah. The article that I read said that she knew that she couldn't outright kill them because it would provoke the British and the French mm. um, into attacking her. But she could kind of just make it increasingly likely that they would die. Mm. And that's that's what she did. She did it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And three years later, she died peacefully in her sleep. Wow. From ghosts. So her, her son, who was one of the conspirators, begged forgiveness and um, was not killed or sent on this long walk. Um, so he ascended the throne next, and he uh, promptly became cozy with the French and the British again uh, and reversed most of the things she had done. Yeah, brought all those people back to life. Yeah, And then he was killed. Dulled he all was the giant scissors. In two years, into oh. his reign. Oh, brutal. The giant scissors never happened, but okay. it was an idea that I she directed I Jean choose to, to believe. Yeah. I find that so funny. Just gigantic scissors. I'm just imagining them with like, like making for the cannons. Like if the shields didn't pan out, they just like make them like a giant lacrosse stick with like ten people. Holding <laughs> it and they catch it and they just, just throw back. it back. Oh, that would be funny. That would be funny. Oh man. So yeah, within 30 years of her death, Madagascar became a French colony. But they did have a lot more um, surviving uh, native art and crafts as opposed to other French colonies. So her efforts at preserving the culture and the traditions sort of worked. So, yeah. I don't know if it was worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a lot of people died. Yeah. A lot of people died. A lot of people died. Well, you can't ask them. No. They're dead. So, yeah, she was a mixed bag of a person. But if you imagine her as a lemur, it's absurdly funny. I think this mixed bag is like a few pieces of candy and an otherwise just mess of broken glass and salt. (laughs) Oh, and her effort to, to quell Christianity there did not work. Okay. About 50% of the island is Christian now. Christ. So what did Geronimus and Ravanalona uh, were on an island together? Who would win? Well, I don't. It's an interesting question because presumably in this situation where you, that like, there is no sort of, uh, you know, repercussions seem very slim because, you know, you're essentially marooned. You don't know if there's any rescues coming out. So I don't know. Like in the true like cartoonish sense, what were her what well, would be the big guns when if, there are no consequences? I mean, her? if they were just by themselves, both leaders. Right. But Geronimus failed to poison a baby. Mm. That's true. That's true. That's true. Whereas Ranavalona the first definitely poisoned a lot of babies very easily yeah yeah i really i think i really think she would have killed him pretty quickly we did also skip the passage about her killing children oh because it was graphic so yeah no i i think she's or maybe not that's one of the ones that they're like she probably didn't do this okay she would have. She would have cut it in half with a pair of giant scissors. Yeah, pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, no, I. Yeah, I think she would have uh, yeah. taken over yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah, Geronimus is just small, a small, a tiny mutiny over a a, a, a month and a half. <laughs> well, Ger- Geronimus, he was in it to then take over and go somewhere else yeah. and become his own island king. Oh, true, become his own yeah. island king. So maybe they could have had two warring island nations. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So Geronimus is really good at short-term strategy because he he got people to do murders very quickly, mm-hmm. to very quickly accept his authority and start doing murders. Yeah. 
Where... But she was able to hold on to power for 33 years. That's true. If they were both on an island, I imagine that Ron Valona would ha- would go to the middle of it or just go to the edge where he's at. And he's like, this is my part of the island. And she would take out a giant saw and she would just <laughs> saw the island in half and it would quickly float away into yeah. the ocean. Eaten by a giant turtle. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think it would really ma- it would really depend on if Ron Valona could survive the initial mad rush of Geronimus's people. It would be a blitzkrieg, right? Mm. You know, mm. that's what his where his hopes really lie. If that blitzkrieg works, you know, he would use all of his resources on one crazy push. And if she, that worked, she's she got the standing power. She did raise a standing army she also. D- the yeah. first one in Madagascar. These were like history. 20, you know, whatever his group was was what, like we're saying if he's an island king at this point. Oh, okay. he's got the, they've oh, both okay. got their own island nation. I'm saying that he's good short term because he can get can get people around up and moving fast, mm. really fast, right? Whereas it seems like Rana Valona really plays the long game, is the thing, right? Mm. So I think I think I think it really all depends on how that first mad rush goes. If she manages to just stay alive, stay ahead of him, hey, have a have a fake queen killed instead, she's gonna win that game. You know, but he's he's gonna hit him hit her hard with everything he's got right away. Turning more into a sports show, where there should yeah. be like a thirty second timer before we go on to the next <laughs> now, topic. Now, 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 Geronimus has been making a real upset in the primaries, but we'll see if Ron Valona gets him in the quarterfinals. Geronimus mm-hmm. can't even poison a baby. All right, now if you're not gonna play that hard of offense, you might as well not be captain. All well, right? Geronimus, be- is a team player. He's got great battlefield awareness. You know, he coordinates the other ones by knowing uh, what goes going on. Around it and by eliminating uh, weak links. And we're here on the field for an infield interview. Um, Geronimus, what do you say to people who say, How could you forget the muskets? How do you think you're going to pull this off? Uh, well, uh, everyone makes mistakes. That was uh, early season, early season there. Uh, and since then, I've, I've killed uh, a lot of people and established myself on this uh, island throne. Hmm. Oh, well, we'll see how that shakes out on the field. Thank, Thank you, you very Geronimus. much. I'll be killing you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us tonight. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you liked us, why not give us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. We would really love a review. Or tell a friend. Actually, you know, here's a fun thing. How about you go out, tell one friend about our show, uh, you know, and see, you know, your friend who's like a weird nerd who likes weird history and dumb jokes. Uh, and, you know, see if they like it. Uh, that, that'd be fun. You know, and then you can have something to talk about with them. And then you've got a closer friend. Hmm. You know, who knows? It's delightful. Yeah. Uh, we had so much fun with you tonight. We hope you had a... Well, I guess fun. We had fun. We had fun. This was a very bloody episode of Anachronismo. Oh, uh, Max, your pooping wasn't that bad, I'm sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, we have another live show coming up, TBD, so yes. keep so everything open so you can drop everything yep. to come to the live show. Yep. Yeah. Oh, and also if you want to hear more of Max and a very abridged version of several different Anachronismo episodes, uh, Max was re- recently on Top 5 of Death. Yes, I was on yes, the Top 5 of Death on the Make Fun Network, which we're also on. So Top 5 of Death and This Rules, This Sucks are both on there. And I, I had a blast with on Top 5 of Death with uh, Matt and Matt. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Make them kiss your feet. <laughs> Happy New Year from Anachronismo. Defeats is their poison. <laughs> oh, oh well. Uh, at least I would not have died shitting myself. Oh, there it goes. Wow.
Why am I still kissing <laughs> Well, just serves him right. <laughs> Brought to you by Make Fun Network.